0: lambing. It's one of the most important times of year on the farm calendar as a key profit driver in sheep enterprises. And is there an opportunity in the form of ewe lambs to improve on farm profitability? You're listening to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Ellie Bigwood. The AWI and MLA Wool and Sheep Meat survey results from November 2020 show that 42% of producers surveyed want to increase their ewe flock and another 52% want to maintain it. And part of that is by joining sheep at a younger age, i.e. joining ewe lambs. When done correctly, joining ewe lambs is profitable a new course called Thriving Ulams has recently been developed by Kirsty and Andrew Kennedy, the husband and wife duo behind Thrive Agri Services. While the course is still in the pilot phase, there are already some key learnings for producers who are or are considering joining their Ulams. AWI's Marius Cumming caught up with Kirsty and Andrew to learn more about the secrets to successfully joining Ulams and how this course came about.
1: Five to ten years worth of research done in the space it was sitting there, and there was an obvious opportunity to extend that out to producers. You know, producers are running into some issues around not hitting some critical targets, and it was an obvious thing to, for us to develop something else and send it out to, to people to try and help them hit their targets better and um, have some success um, out of joining new lambs. And you know, because we know it is profitable to do, so um, that was probably sort of the real motivation.
2: I guess our background, Marius, is in science and understanding the physiology of the sheep. And as Andrew said, there is some critical control points that can dictate some success or failure with ewe lambs. And we like to work in that understanding um, and optimization area so that's why it was something that that we were passionate about extending and we've got some clients that as you just mentioned are looking at growing their numbers and new lambs play a critical role in their in their enterprise going forward so it was a good um, opportunity to get out there and and extend the information and have a benchmarking group that let people be able to understand what's going on in other uh, properties other than their own
3: it's a weird gap a weird but really important gap in the extension area for sheep, isn't it? Because we have lifetime you management that's been so well adopted and had such great success, and then there's winning with wieners and picking performer ewes and all sorts of different things. And I dare say MLA have got a lot as well. But for such an important thing, well, it's amazing there's not
1: more commercially available. I think that's the opportunity that we took. We saw, I think, probably was the gap in the market. And you know, what we'd seen with um, you know people we, we deal with was... They didn't quite have the targets right. They might have you know, dropped the ball on a couple of real critical things that we know works. And so there was a real opportunity to just basically provide them with that information and, and help them through that process and, and get a better result. All right, well, I'll declare here that I've messed it up. And having thought, I've done everything right. you got the
3: target weights right and all those sorts of things, but just was disappointed with the result. So um, well done on creating a, a business model at work. So how does it actually work?
1: So um, producers um, recruited basically in August, September. Most of the people we've had so far have been sort of June, July lambers. And essentially they are required to, as part of the program, to measure um, or, or weigh essentially the ewe lambs um, through a number of points through the year. And, and every ewe lamb, we're actually deriving you know, individual data on, um, on lambs here at the moment, For instance, um, they need a weight at post-weaning at some stage, which generally coincides around the Christmas period. Quite tricky because they're really busy at that time of the year. A weight at joining uh, or rams in or or teases in, and a weight at rams out, and then a follow-up weight at at scanning um, and obviously the scan results. Um, And I suppose the other critical thing is um, we get them to do or, or we do a Weight and condition score of some adult sheep to determine their stand reference weight, which helps us predict some of the targets um, for the U layers for their joining weights and things like that. So, yeah, we were pretty definite when we were developing the course. It couldn't be just um, mob averages. We need the individual data, and um, you know it's quite an undertaking. Some of these are quite large enterprises, big numbers. They're weighing a few sheep at the moment, so <laughs> it's gone along all right. But um, I imagine they they might have said oh how many sheep
3: do you want us to weigh
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um technology
3: has advanced a little bit in recent years i mean a lot of people do have uh, automatic scales and automatic drafters and of course you're here in victoria where eid is mandatory so all these things kind of work in your favor in many ways but having wieners particularly merino wieners you know you've got to get that protein and energy balance right and it's you know, it's more than just a weight game, I understand, Kirsty. There's a bit more to it.
2: It's very much more than just, just a weight game. Um, and as part of the course as well, besides having to look at the weights and us setting uh, growth rate targets for the different flocks, we also have like a, a series of webinars where we talk through um, the importance of, of the other aspects other than just hitting a weight so we're talking about growth rates, we're talking about protein requirements, we're talking about all of the other things um, that go into uh, driving um, the success in the ewe lambs, I think. But we've had four or five webinars to date for, for this current group, and they've been really well attended, and discussions amongst the producers that are involved uh, have been really good. Yeah,
3: it's, it's interesting how agriculture has adapted so quickly with COVID and whilst you know we're all kind of zoomed out to a certain degree we have shown that extension can take place through through zoom and of course you're both very much aware of the the strength of lifetime you being farmers learning from farmers obviously getting that mix of online learning and um, face-to-face consultation kind of works for you obviously in terms of this course
1: yeah been pretty good I think um, yeah you get that zoom um, drain which can be a bit of an issue but we've mixed that with obviously individual visits to the farms but then recently we've just held essentially the ULAM tour with the group where they got together as a group and had a look around five properties and what they were doing with ULAMs um, which I think was really good to bring the group together talk you know the interpersonal chat is all, all pretty good so particularly with merinos, there is that
3: concern around lifetime productivity and what you, you're compromising. I understand that you will be monitoring use throughout their life or at least the first few years of their life, not just that first year.
2: Yeah, well, this, um, this year for producers that, are, that have done it, it becomes an opportunity to then benchmark their production going forward. So they'll have all of the data back for them, for, for their lambs, and their scanning rates and their growth rates for their individual animals and then in future years they can be part of the program again or be part of a sub program again that will, will benchmark their production. So we will be able to measure that and there's no there's no limitation to other data they can add into that, whether it's whether it's kilograms of wool or microns of wool if they're measuring that on an individual basis that can go in to be for them to do analysis is on there their
3: production look there's never been a greater reward for getting joining you lambs right i would have thought uh, given where the sheep industry is now and commodity prices and and the future as well so what uh, you've been through your first summer of this how have the results been and what have you guys learned from it
1: uh it's, it's been good so far i mean we're yet to scan and and see how the participants have, have you know that's the ultimate outcome at this point probably a big learning or big learning for the producers today it's just you know ensuring that they don't um, drop the ball on lamb growth rates you know in that pre-Christmas period everybody gets really busy there with other things whether you're turning off slaughter lambs or shearing or or whatever Um, and that appears to be a point of where things could go wrong that's probably been I think the key learning to date um, so far. For us oh look it's a it's been a pilot sort of year for us in terms of testing a new program and you know you'd be aware Morris, that you know all programs like this you know where it's lifetime you manage but have a you know have a pilot period where you work out all the things that, that work and things that don't work so um yeah we've learned a, a few things um along the way um things we probably do a little bit you know slightly differently but it's all it's all been very positive i think the feedback from the producers today it's been been extremely positive so well,
2: yeah i'd agree with that like based in hamilton this year with we're doing site visits as well for site visits for each property that's involved so span uh, spans been from a geelong down south to the coast over to south australian border which used to caused a few issues with covid when we had borders closed and
1: yeah central victoria yeah so um,
2: so for that that from a managing to get around people that that has been a good geographical spread but when we have fielded calls from interstate we we had limited it this year I think through the outcomes from this year we would have an ability to extend further afield um, which is something that we might look at in the coming years.
3: Yeah and it's for southern australia it's been an amazing summer for uh, for summer crops has been just continual rainfall it seems through summer which has provided some uh, challenging issues for worms and also flies of course but is there one method of containment feeding or feedlotting or summer crops that you prefer or because there are so many options now for producers uh, so how do you
1: how do you approach that it's a good question because there's a range of you know across the group there's a range of options that people are using between um, you know summer crops containment feeding um, or just you know feeders in paddock feed I don't know the answers yet to be honest Morris I suspect that if people follow and and can hit their targets and and you know can generically get the animals to hit their targets and meet their protein requirements their energy requirements and and do the critical things you know teasers in and um, you know, growth rate through joining then they'll probably likely get a good result and you know, we're sort of backing probably the R&D that's been done to, to help deliver those messages to the producers and, and get the good result but yeah certainly a great year for, for those with summer crops have certainly benefited from yeah, the rainfall
3: Yeah so there are different ways to, to go about it but it, from what you're saying it's a, more of a case of whatever you do do it well rather than uh, choosing containment over paddock feeding over summer crops
2: that's it it's have a plan have a um, have a contingency plan or know exactly what what you're going to be doing and measuring the performance you're getting on
3: sounds like that's a bit of a mantra for your course Buzz. out no, of a it's a, little, it's a little
2: bit uh, measure to manage that's right and I think that we've seen other lots of other success with other courses like Lifetime U, which has very well told that story in the past and I think for you lambs it's it's no different targets are different methods by which you get there may be different but um it's being able to inform your decision making with the data and knowing what's going on which will optimize your results
3: and just from the people that have um, done the pilot year i mean the younger generation versus the older generation that'd be pretty interesting to see how they how they interact as well is it the younger people that are more engaged or is there no what? no sort of uh, rule of thumb with that
2: there's quite a variance. I think um, there's both. There's people that are coming in that are wanting to have success out of ewe lambs because it's critical for changes they're making in their business. There's people that have got very large numbers of ewe lambs that are wanting to make sure that that they're going to optimise the the outcomes off them. And therefore, if you're running three thousand or five thousand ewe lambs through. Um, a year you're dealing in big numbers to, to make that happen and then you've got people that have had hit and miss results in the past and want to problem solve as to, to why that may have happened and the beauty about the benchmarking group where people get online because all of the data is de-identified is that even though people are seeing other people's results they don't know who it is or where it's from but people put their hands up and say well I've had this happen and then people are going, oh, well, that might have happened to me in previous years. Mm. And so there is a group learning and, dare I say, a slight competitive um, or not competitive in a friendly way, uh, an optimisation that people are wanting out of it. So I think it's, um, it's working well.
3: And, uh, and a group help. It's quite a fascinating time, though, isn't it? As I think I might have said before, the benefits of getting this right are... Uh, are just enormous and I think when you mentioned three or four thousand ewe lambs I mean that's uh, that's an investment that pays for itself very very quickly if you just make a two or three percent gain. Definitely. So it's your first year of this course and obviously you've been learning quite a bit of it through <laughs> through yourself and um, in readiness for next year how do you go about the results yourself do you guarantee a result or do you say look if you follow these parameters and and these suggestions you'll get x results how do you run the performance through it
1: yeah i think a big part of it is backing you know the the r&d that's been done and, and knowing you know we're trying to transfer information to the producers that we know that works so i think it's about setting targets for those producers um, and getting them to to try and hit those targets as best as possible because we know that that's probably going to deliver them some of the good results so we don't guarantee results, but really it is a, um, you know, we set the targets, we allow them and help them along the way to achieve those targets, but then a really big element of the program is then diagnosing, you know, what the results were and why they might not have hit those targets. Um, so really a learning. I mean, at the end of the day, there's been a lot of, of R&D done in the space, but there are still some, some things that we don't know, and I think that. Yeah, you know, the group learning and the scale of sort of what we're doing at the moment will help help answer some of those things as well.
2: I think it'd be fair to say that a lot of the producers that are doing it have a, a relatively they've come into the course they've provided us with their previous experiences and data about what their targets that they've set are and a lot of it might not be a big deviation from what they have actually previously attempted to do so uh, I think we're not really having a major sh- phase shift away from from what they've done in the past but it's about following the journey and making sure that they're hitting the targets at the right time so so they might have had a target that's you know maybe 5 or 10% off where we would where the science says it might be or it might be right on where the science says it might be but something's happened on farm before or after that's meant that they haven't had the success so it's about it's about going on the journey with the ewe lambs, making sure that they're the priority along with everything else in, a competitive, in the competitive time of year where you're looking at joining ewe lambs and then being able to diagnose if they've gone astray. There's been a few that have. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sounds like you're providing a, a level of discipline as well around I
2: think it. That, that's fair <laughs> to
3: say. Which <laughs> yeah. sounds good. Well, and what's it been like as a team, as a as a husband and wife team, what's it like to work together on something like this?
1: it has been good, um, obviously. <laughs> Did you believe that answer? Because I didn't. No, it wasn't
3: very good. Who was that? He's a terrible liar. <laughs> right, well, Kirsty, you're allowed to respond in kind as well. <laughs>
2: well I'll let him hang himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's been excellent. Um, no, it's great. Look, I mean, we're a young business. It's probably, you know, we're at this point, it's probably the, Kirsty's probably really got stuck into the Ulam. Phase of the of the project and the business, which has been great. So, she's probably takes does all the hard work in terms of the background work in administration, organising people, and doing stuff, and sends me out with my list of things I need to do, and then um, makes sure that I hit all the targets and things. Right, Kirsty, here's your time to
3: return fire. There's quite a few compliments in there, by the way.
2: There was. There was. I think we're a good team. It's nice to get Andrew on the road.
3: (laughs) True. Guys, um, congratulations on forging ahead and starting this novel new course. All the best for the next iteration with it, but um, thanks for joining us on the yarn. No
0: worries, Varys. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Varys.
0: Kirsty and Andrew Kennedy there from Thrive Agri Services. And if you'd like more information on the Thriving New Lambs course, you can head to their website, www.thriveagriservices.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the yarn there are a few previous episodes on lambing that you might just like as well episode 143 is the twin merino lambing shed with tony butler or episode 132 on precision lambing with tim leeming i strongly suggest giving them a listen if you haven't already they are some very innovative producers in lambing management That's a wrap on this episode of The Yarn. If you liked it, please tell your mates or leave a review on the podcast app as it helps other people find us and learn more about the wool industry. Australian Wool Innovation are on Facebook, on Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Australian Wool. I'm Ellie Bigwood. Thank you as always for your company and catch you again soon for another yarn.